Okay, welcome everyone to Rav Oresh. Translated by Rav Dain Elgrod, we have the beautiful merit of being in our Amuna Q&A in Yushalayim or Kodesh. This is our sixth class, thank God. And we're together, thankfully, in a very inspirational setting during the nine days Arab Tishabad. This is a special time. It's, um, can you place that on the table? Thank you very much. That will be one of our many tools to make sure that everything goes live with Brez of Israel, podcast and Instagram. I already said to the Instagram, you're welcome to send your questions. Everybody can pass through the Instagram Brez of Israel, the questions live on YouTube. We'll try to take a look, but probably it will be reserved for another week and so too with Facebook live. Thankfully, everything is set to go. And we have a special guest from Ami Magazine, Shlomi Zions. I said it right? Zions. Zions. Okay, Shlomi Zions. So we have a correction, Shlomi Zions. And we thank Hashem for this gift of Amuna. This is the first feedback we got already. That is healing my soul every day. They're thanking us, all our wonderful followers and readers and, and friends. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Hashem. May Hashem's name be blessed forever and ever. Amen. And another person wrote, thank you for sharing Amuna, Rabbi Orish. You're the best. Lots of love from LA, from Los Angeles. <laughs> Shalom to you all. Baruch Hashem. And this is from Blanca Beliza. Sometimes we say the name, generally not. Hashem has answered my prayers, she wrote. Baruch Hashem. Hashem bless you and Rabbinit um, Orish and everyone who cooperates with your service to Melech Olam. And this is the last one for now of feedback. Thank you for your teachings. You all always bring such energy. May your Tishabah be peaceful, one of reflection, and may you have a successful fast if the redemption hasn't come. Okay, amen. So we'd be blessed. Please go with the redemption. That's what we're hoping that this class, Arab Tishabah, is just a part of the unity and peace process that's going on from Rav Shalom Arish's beautiful studio in Yushalayim all the way to the rest of the world that we're spreading and sharing a Muna on the theme of Achtas, of unity and peace. And our special guest is very in theme with that. And we'd like to start with Rav, Rav Elgrod, Dain Elgrod, with his first question from one of our appreciated viewers. Thank you, Eli. The first question is, how can I change a bad neshama feature, like to be angry? Only with its bodidut, or is there something else that one can do? Thank you very much. That is a very important question. What we're talking here is not only about anger, but we're also talking about other negative traits, like someone who's sad, someone who's depressed, someone who gets angry, someone who has negative lusts. For example, he craves for food and doesn't know how to control himself. Well, 
person has to work on himself. Working on himself is through the Pasuk, You know today, and then you return it into your heart. Knowing today is understanding what is going on, using your mind. Bring it into your heart, that means he told it. For example, people here asked about anger. And in the book that I wrote, The Garden of Amuna, there's a whole chapter that refers to anger, a small chapter. Even though it's a small chapter, it is very well concentrated. A person that wants to work on himself to control his anger needs to learn that chapter every single day. After that, a person needs to pray every single day for at least quarter of an hour. Half an hour is better, but at least quarter of an hour, pray to Hashem. Hashem, give me faith. Don't pray to help, to ask Hashem to help you control your anger. Ask Hashem to give you emuna. I wrote that every single time a person is angry, he's actually angry at Hashem. Because everything that happens to us happens from Hashem. So when you think you're angry at your son, you're actually angry at Hashem. Because if you would believe that everything that happened is because that is the way Hashem wanted it to happen, then you would understand that if this is the way things happened, this is the way Hashem wanted it to happen. So you wouldn't be angry at Hashem. You have to have faith. And when you have faith, that means that you're not angry at Hashem. <laughs> We'd now like to sh- we now like Rabbi Shlomi to say something. Shalom. <laughs> I'd like you to say that through smiling and through being happy, that's how one can achieve things. Hi, Baruch Hashem. I'm a pretty happy guy. Um, part of it has a lot to do with the teachings of the Rav and, and the teachings of Rav Nachman that uh, have been ingrained into my neshama. Um, things happen in life that can cause us to, to be sad, to, you know, sadness can come. But at the end of the day, if, if we can overcome those, those original feelings of, of sadness and try to bring light and simple into every situation, then it certainly uh, makes things better. I, honestly, I came here to, to, to hear the Rav. We want to hear it together. So it's very important that one of the things that we've noticed in the world is a tremendous amount of divisiveness. And we've noticed that, thankfully, um, with Shlomi Zoyans and his articles in AMI magazine, and I'm sure his blog as well, we recommend. We put the link down below on, on YouTube. He has there a lot of action and videos that, personally, we feel his sincerity. 
We also see his quest for unity, especially amongst the nations. It shouldn't just be like a pro-Jewish or pro-Israel, but it's a pro-unity, a pro-humankind. So we'd like to hear from from uh, from Shlomi uh, just a little introduction. We'll start a little bit earlier because Hashem gave us the Sibui to go ahead to start now. We'd like to hear from Shlomi a little bit about himself and how he's with the Rav's teachings, he's going on the path of Amuna, peace and unity. Okay, so um, I grew up in Toronto, Canada. Um, I went to Baba Cheder in, in Toronto. Um, had a pretty much a normal childhood, but I was always a very curious person, and I always wanted to learn about the world. My parents, uh, thank God, I grew up in a wonderful home, very happy home, and they always gave me that space to be able to search and to do my own thing, you know, obviously on, on the derech of Torah, but at the same time, I had this, this, they gave me the space to, to be myself and do what I need to do to make my neshama happy. And this curiosity gave me a very serious interest in travel because um, we lived in Canada. We didn't travel very often. Uh, twice a year, we usually would go to New York to uh, be with my grandparents in, uh, and cousins, uncles for Yom Taivim. But I always had this quest in me to see more and to want to do more. At the same time, um, growing up as a child, you know, I experienced September 11th. I was eight years old. I still remember what I ate for lunch that day. And it was the first time I heard the word terrorism. It was the first time I, I heard about people who specifically, their goal in life is to, is to cause harm and pain to other people. And this was something I think many children in, in, who are my age and, and who went through September 11th at the same time, they... A lot of us developed a fear of certain kinds of people from certain places, and um, I, I believe we were all affected in a very negative way by this event. When I started to travel, I started to see that there are very positive aspects to many nations in the world, many people all over the world, and to walk around with this idea that everyone's out to get you and everyone hates you and everyone wants to kill you, and it's just not healthy. There are definitely evil people. You have to be careful. You have to keep your eyes open. But as a general rule, and I say this as somebody who's traveled to almost 40 countries, uh, many of them uh, serious Arab countries. I've been to uh, Saudi Arabia, Lebanon. I've been to Afghanistan, Qatar, UAE, Azerbaijan, Turkey, Jordan, Egypt. I've almost always only encountered nice people who just are human. They're they're They have a they have an ashama. And they, I've seen such wonderful unity all around the world. People have, have hosted me in their homes. We've just seen tremendous things that, that it's almost impossible to, uh, you know, this could go on, I could go on forever about this. But the point is that I think it's very important and something I try to bring out to my readers and to my viewers and my videos is that if you go around the world with an open mind and open heart and try to see people for who they are, don't look at their color or their occupation or what they wear just try to find the the basic humanity in them it can really make you a happier person and you can bring out the best in others as well i've been able to change people's minds about many countries about many different ideas you know people are starting to open up to this idea that you can really there's a lot of good in the world that is uh, that just needs to be discovered you just have to bring it out thank you very much so we're going to ask you to ask a few questions. I just want to make a point that came up 
from a very inspirational source and want to ask the, myself as a student of the Rav and someone who's learning here in Chutzel Chesed, um, I noticed the beautiful Torah that it says from a Biederman Shlita. He said the beautiful idea that Chodesh Tammuz, we have a fast. We just had the fast. It was the beginning of the three weeks. And that was the 17th of Tammuz, which is Gematria 17, a numerical value of 17, plus the numerical value of the fast we might have this week on Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursday of Tisha B'av is nine, is Tisha B'av, nine. Nine and 17 is Gematria 26, mm-hmm. correct? Shema Vaya. Now, what's the next Gematria? The first or the third of Tishrei, which is um, Gimel, which we say Tishrei, the, the third of Tishrei is three, and that's the fast of Gedalia. And then we have the fast of Tavis, the Sarba Tavis, which is the 10th. So the 10 and three equals 13, which we know is Achad, Gematria Achad or Hava. So Biedemann says Hashem Achad, the four fast days are Megale Hashem Achad, Gematria Hashem Achad. So the numerical value of all those days. So the question is, even if Hashem is truly one, and we have a Muna, Shlema, Enon Mavada, we say on Tisha B'av davening in the, in the Kriya, Enon Mavada, Hashem is one. How can this Achdus, this oneness, how can this help us to ha- strengthen our Muna and this truth, that even something like fast, which commemorates tremendous tragedy, just like we're going through now with the coronavirus, how can we feel that oneness, that closeness to Hashem of Hashem Achad? That's my question. שבניין הנפש, יום שאדם לא אוכל, אז המוח ניזון תחילה. יום שאדם אוכל, הכבד ניזון תחילה. The Rambam writes that on a day when a, when a person fasts and he doesn't eat, then in that case, the mind, the moich, is the one that is nourished first. But when a person does eat, the first organ in the body that's nourished is the liver. On a day that a person doesn't eat, why is it easier for him to do tshuva? Because on that day he's more spiritual. It's easier for him to connect to Hashem. It's easier for him to do tshuva. Don't think that you need to fast on other days, except for the days that are written in the Shulchan Aruch that you must fast on them. You do not fast on any other days. <laughs> Rabbi Nachman of Breslev writes that eating on Shabbos is on a, such a high spiritual level one can't even imagine. <laughs> 
Certainly that these days when we fast and we share with Hashem's grief over the destruction of the temples. It reveals this point that Hashem is one. Amen. I want to ask in continuation, the Rav last week was not here uh, because he Hashem was Zohar, was public knowledge already to be an Uman. And we have a question from someone um, who's gone through a lot of Sa. We'll let the Rav read the question to the two last questions there. Uh, a person here is asking concerning Uman. He'd like to know, does anyone, is anyone going to Uman? Are we thinking of going? Why is going to Uman so important? He says he wishes that his kever was closer, but he would like to candle today and give Tzedakah and ask him to pray in order for him to intercede on his behalf and help him with these challenges. But he wants to know what is so important about going to Uman. Why is it such an important issue in verse 11? First of all, Rabbi Nachman of Bresla, before he left this world, he took two of his most important students and he asked them to be witnesses to what he's about to say. That anyone that comes to his holy resting place and will give even a penny, a small amount of sum to Tzedakah for the benefit of Rabbi Nachman's soul. And he will say the Tikkun Akloli, which are the ten chapters of Tehillim that Rabbeinu revealed. He said that those students, they will be his witnesses. That he will do everything in his power, go to the far reaches of the world to help this person. And even if that person has got to go to Gehenna to hell, Rabbi Nachman himself will go into Gehenna and draw him out of there. And that's what happens when you come in the middle of the year to Rabbi Nachman's holy resting place. Rabbi Nachman of Breslov said that my whole Indian, my whole point of this life, my whole, the main issue is Rosh Hashanah. My only business, my whole business is Rosh Hashanah. What can I tell you? There's nothing greater than being at my resting place on Rosh Hashanah. Rabbi Nachman of Breslov testified that he himself, the minute Rosh Hashanah is over, he already starts preparing for the next Rosh Hashanah. It's as if there's no year whatsoever, there's only Rosh Hashanah. And he said that the Rosh Hashanah he did not receive this, nor from his rabbis, nor from his ancestors. 
that he received this gift directly from Hashem. Rosh Hashanah is the day of judgment. True, it is also a festival, but it is the day of judgment. Even when I myself used to celebrate Rosh Hashanah here in Israel, before the path to Uman was opened, I said to my wife, no, that on the first night and on the first day, I am going to be in Tanitibu. I am not going to be speaking anything unnecessary because it is a very hard day. It's a day of judgment. Imagine a person who's in court. Every single word that he says or utters can be used in his favor or against him. The person has got to feel the fear of judgment. We try to say on those days as much to heal him as we can, do as much itbodidus as we can, because these two days are the days that are going to determine the rest of the year. <laughs> and we have the best lawyer, an unbelievable attorney. Rabbi Nachman Breslov said that anyone that comes to him, he will make sure that his judgment will be a good judgment. And the more people come to Rabbi Nachman's holy resting place, the more power Rabbi Nachman has to do good for the whole world. Rabbi Nachman Abreslev said that even he himself, certain people that will come to him in the middle of the year, he himself will not have the power to give them their correction, their amendment in the middle of the year. Only if they come to him on Rosh Hashanah. We know that the tzaddikim are the ones who guarantee to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They're the ones who are responsible to make sure the whole world does tshuva. Rabbi Nachman Vestav, that he himself guaranteed to Hashem that all of Amisrael, the whole world will do tshuva. He himself says that there are certain souls that have to come to him only on Rosh Hashanah in order for him to be able to repent them, to amend them. If you have not been there, you will not understand what we're speaking about. What happens there, it's a factory of tshuva. People speak about it. 
people say you arrive there, it's unbelievable what goes on there. My daughter asked me, why in Oman can I pray for 10 straight hours without having any break in the middle? And here in Eretz Yisrael, I can't. And everyone here can tell stories about himself. Because there we have the power of the tzaddik, the power of Rabbi Nachman. Therefore, Uman, especially on Rosh Hashanah, is the most important foundation in wrestling. Very good. Amen. Wow. What an answer. So we all got chizuk on the power of Uman, Rosh Hashanah, and everyone who wants to have a connection can have a connection through the Rav and through the people who go to Uman. They can be Makasha, and those who have not yet been and can make it should try. And Be'ez Hashem, we will do our best to provide as much information. There are thankfully people trying to help each other to get there this year. And one of the things holding people back, which ties into Shlomi Zion's and uh, Zion's and the whole avoda that he does for Ami Magazine, is fear. People are scared, um, especially now with the coronavirus uh, challenge, Hashem Shemenu. And we'd like to ask Shlomi Zion's how he has the koyak, the strength, to travel and then Please, can you then go ahead with some questions to the Rav, and we can get that inspiration. And hopefully, please God, we'll be Mishtatef, we'll partner more together with our Breads of Israel and Amuna channels, together with what you're doing and Ami Magazine. And it will be a partnership like we've had with our other guests to keep sharing more Amuna together and content online that inspires the world to come to its completion, please God, very soon, and a complete reform from this coronavirus. We'd like to hear from you how to, in the meanwhile, to overcome those fears, please. So uh, I'll be honest, usually before a trip, I, I get a little bit nervous. Uh, you know, I'm doing things that in a way nobody's ever done. There are, there are places where you can visit like Dubai, where there's Jewish presence. There are a couple of shuls. You can ask around, where can I get kosher food? Where can I get a minion? There are places like Saudi Arabia, Lebanon, Afghanistan. Nobody's done it before, so there's no one to ask. and. You don't have anybody else's experience to rely on. I, this is going to sound really crazy, but I find that when I jump into these kind of situations, it's when I really feel closest to Hashem. Because when you know you have nowhere else to turn, there's all of a sudden you just feel like Hashem is picking you up and, and guiding you the whole way. And I sort of like getting myself into these kind of situations. There is definitely nervousness. There is fear sometimes. I'm very close with the Rav Mata Frank, um, Big Mashpia in Breslov, who constantly gives me chizik. He believes in what I'm doing, and he always tells me that Renachman says there is no fear at all. And Shum Yish, and the whole world is a narrow bridge. There's nothing to be afraid of. I'm, I'm trying to do, hopefully, what, what Hashem wants me to do. I, I hope I'm doing the right thing. And um, when, you, when you believe you're doing the right thing, when you believe you're doing what Hashem wants you to do, we're trying to, to number one, sheer our rich history of Yiddishkeit, all, all these places all over the world where Jews have lived and there are some, many places where communities no longer exist, but there are cemeteries and shuls. We try to preserve those memories. We try to keep Klal Yisrael entertained with kosher entertainment so they should have uh, good things to read. And uh, we try to bring unity between Jewish people, between Jews and the rest of the nations 
so the world should be a more fearful, uh, more peaceful place. Can you please ask the Rav your questions? Sure. So uh, the first question I wanted to ask the Rav uh, has to do with the coronavirus pandemic and what's going on now. I mean, families have been ripped apart, number one, because people are sick, people have died, people have died in the hospital and, and their families weren't able to to be with them during their last moments. There have been, you know, people can't go visit their parents, they can't visit their grandparents. Yeshivas are closed, borders are closed, people's parnas is affected, everyone's living in fear, people are stuck at home, families, it's wonderful to spend time with your family, but when everyone's together in a small apartment for weeks at a time, things can get a little crazy, Shalom bias is being affected, kids are spending a lot of time on the internet, uh, whether just to keep busy or they're learning online. What is what is Hashem saying? What does He want from us? Like we thought this was going to come and go for a few weeks, and now there's a second wave, and it's it's never ending. What what does He want? Well, I don't I don't mind I don't mind translating, but I think the Rebbe Shlomo's is Hebrew is incredible. So I think you can ask the question yourself. <laughs> The rabbi says he understood everything except for the point of the question, so I'd just like to repeat it. That's what I thought that he was asking. רבי נחמן ברסלב אמר לפני יותר ממאתיים שנה שלפני שיבוא משיח מעט יחזיקו באמונה. Truly as you say we can see that this is a divine motion movement that's caused by Hashem. רבי נחמן ברסלב said already 200 years ago that when the times of משיח come very few people will manage to grasp onto אמונה. מי שחי באמונה כמונו If you live with Emunah like us, we're sorry for the grief of others, but we, we live in heaven, we live in paradise. Shalom Bais, everything is going well. I obtained so many good things from this period of the corona, a heaven, a paradise of good things because of the coronavirus. <laughs> I managed to learn things that for decades I didn't have time to learn them. Every single day, every single day I went with my wife to do it boidedus. On the holy resting place of Shmuel Hanovi, even when things were closed, we stood outside. I 
Even this class is a result of the coronavirus. Since I can't travel, so I am now giving the shiurim here in our special Breslev studio. We're giving them to you on Sunday. I give classes in Spanish, in German. Today I give classes in French, in Hebrew, and in English. So many shiurim through the internet, so many videos. This is all a result of the coronavirus. But if you don't have emuna, it's like I always sing. It's either emuna or gehenna or hell. And if you have emuna, you have paradise. If you don't have emuna, it's hell. The world is now in trial, and people are now seeing this as a fact that when you have emuna, your life is a paradise on this earth. The world is now in a period of trial. It says in the book, the prophet Daniel, and in other books, that when the times of Mashiach will come, Hashem will be trying the world. He will be examining, are you truly with Hashem or are you not? For example, yeshiva bochers who learn all year round. Now is the test. If you're with Hashem, you're going to be learning regardless of the difficulties and regardless of the trials. This is now a time of examining and testing who is truly with Hashem. In short, we are now at a time of a testing, a test, a test of faith, of emunah, and a test who is going to be with Hashem. And if you're with Hashem, gather around me. Today here in Eretz Israel, and it's very important that the whole world knows this.
on the Israeli television here in Eretz Yisrael. There's a series by a group of people who call themselves the Union for Fighting Hashem. They have this terrible, terrible program where they mock Hashem, they mock Moshe Rabbeinu, they mock all the holy figures David that we've David, seen in the Tanakh, King David, all the other figures, Avram Avinu, and I can testify myself that when this program today was shown to the rabbi, the rabbi shed tears. It was horrible. It was unbelievable to see this. This is a test. This is the trial. Who is with Hashem and who isn't with Hashem? They don't say that Christianity is the right path. They're saying, no, we're Jewish, but we just like to find out where is the truth. Is the truth with Hashem, with Moshe Rabbeinu, or is the truth with us, where we mock these things? And a person that doesn't have the wisdom to know these things, when he sees these terrible programs, he gets confused. And at some stage, the next stage in these whole programs is to say, well, the true path is not Judaism, it's Christianity. This is the fight of Gog Magog. This is Armageddon. The most difficult war, the most difficult battle in this world is the battle for Emunah, for faith. We can see that it started with the coronavirus. And now inside the coronavirus, this battle has begun. A battle over Emunah. That's why we're meeting all of us here together. To strengthen Emunah, for us, Jewish, non-Jewish, it's exactly the same thing. Emunah, faith, belongs to the whole world. That's why my books are learned by people all over the world. Because Emunah belongs to the whole world. That is what makes the whole world one. That is what unifies the world. When the whole world believes in one God. Amen. We want to go to the next question from our special guest, a very special question and unbelievable answer that we should listen to and internalize. And one of the ways we can actively do something is to share all our Muna posts. Baruch Hashem, we're getting thousands and thousands of listeners to our, our, all our different posts, our podcasts, the Muna Breast of Israel, Muna is our future, and we have our videos, thank God, and we have our guests, and they're getting over 40,000, 50,000 views with Rev. Shlomo Katz came, and he's now speaking weekly with us, he's partnered with us, and we have Nissan Black, of course, a student of the Rav, and Mordechai Ben Avram, who thankfully came here that night, became a Chosen, and we've had Yossi Daniel, and we see how their message is growing, Baruch Hashem, and we've had, thank God, Rev. Rav Cohen, who has many Shirim on our website, and we'd like to include everybody to partner with us and to share Muna and we're going to give as a gift obviously to our Choshev guests like all our guests the Shlomi Zons. we're going to give him 10 Sfarim from the Rav as a Matana but we'd hope that please God when he goes starts traveling again please God soon in the right time with good help he should be able to share those Sfarim and share get people into those links one of the best things I enjoyed doing the most was giving the Universal Garden of Amuna when we went on our trip to the policeman 
who were protecting our security. We would give a few of the Universal Garden of Amuna books and it would be mechazik them and they'd say thank you. And I've even seen those YouTube videos of them viewing their time protecting the Rav because they, they felt there was something special happening honoring the Rav. And that was just one example of many, many things we did on our trip of, and now we can't travel right now. And we, we offer you to have time with the Rav through Zoom chats. We might meet some Zoom meetings, please God, around November time, like when we usually travel. In the meantime, we're sharing this online platform for you to be partner and to ask questions and keep sharing this wonderful feedback. We get so much feedback on our live feeds. Now we'd like to go to the second question from Shlomi Zilnz, who's doing all this. He's part of this process and we thank him again for coming. So my next question would be, um, we're living in a an interesting world. Um, I remember that when I was growing up, things were very, very different. And they used to say that a generation is 30 years. Seems like every year or two, there's a new generation and the world seems like it's spiraling out of control. Uh, in regards to, to chinuch of children, aside from Amuna, how do, what can one do to keep children sane and holy and uh, mentally healthy in, in this crazy world? When I was young, they were saying that the door is 30 years. It was like the world was destroyed and it was destroyed. And every few years it was a new door. I want to ask about children, aside from the faith, how do we keep children in our door? They are strong and strong. That's אם יש לי אמונה, אני יכול לתת לבנים שלי אמונה. If I have אמונה, if I have faith, I can give it and pass it on to my children. אם יש לי קדושה, אני יכול לתת לבנים שלי קדושה. If I have holiness, I can give and pass on to my children this aspect of holiness. חינוך זה נתינה. חינוך, educating, is giving what you have. חינוך זה נקרא דוגמה אישית. חינוך, education, is being a role model, being a self-example. An example to your children how to behave. <laughs> Thank Hashem by me doing an Alvis Bodidus every day is something that I would give my life for. I would never ever go through a day without doing an Alvis Bodidus. My sons, my sons in law, my daughters in law, my daughters, they all do an Alvis Bodidus. מה שיש לך אותו, בכלל בלי מאמץ, זה עובר הלאה. Because something that you have, you can pass it on without any effort. לכן כתבתי ספר, קוראים לו חינוך ילדים באהבה. That's why I wrote a book about חינוך, which is called Educating Children Through Love. לך אני אומר, שקר. And to you I say, lie. כי זה... <laughs> Why? Because in that book I didn't write about educating the children, I wrote about educating the parents. There's a story of the Chofetz Chaim that parents came to him with a baby, with an infant, to ask the Chofetz Chaim to bless 
the infant to be a tzaddik, a righteous person. The Chofetz Chaim told him, you came too late. They didn't understand him. Why did they come late? They came to him when this inf- when he's a baby, as a child. When should they have come? Before he was born? The Chofetz Chaim told them, you should have come when you were young children, when you were babies, so that I could bless you, that you should be righteous people. If you're not tzaddikim, how can you pass that on to the next generations? One of the most important things in Chinuch, in educating your children, is simcha, is happiness. This is something that I learned from Hanukkah. I asked myself on Hanukkah, how can a person who blesses every single day, thanking Hashem that he made him a Jew, that he chose us to give us the Torah, how can he make that blessing? And then afterwards, when someone tries to convince him to relent and to leave his religion and the faith of his ancestors, he'll just do that and he'll go and worship some other God. Because even though he looked like a Jew and he made the blessings, he didn't really have it inside. In order for a person to have this strength, he has to be happy with who he is, happy that he is Jewish. When a child sees his parents happy with every single mitzvah that they're doing, thanking Hashem for meriting them to do all these mitzvahs, he can see them happy and content. He himself wants to live exactly the same life like his parents. <laughs> it's good for you. It's worth your while to be my Talmud, my student. Thank you. And we would like to get to the last final question of our six Amuna class Q&A with Rav Shalom Arush, Shlita and Rav Dain Elgrad. Welcome back. So happy to have you back translating. Thank you. Even though the other person did a great job, but there's no one like the Rav and the Dayan, and we thank him again for his daily halakhic corner. All of us show this appreciation on a daily level that we're getting insights into halakha lamaisa, real-life laws, Jewish laws, in a very thought-out and real positive way. And we thank him very much from the depths of our heart for those classes, and we look forward to many more. Please, God, together. We'd like to continue these Amuna classes. Please, God, after Tisha B'Av, we have the pleasure of having Eliezer Kosman, a student of the Rav Kosoi. His name is band is Elion. He's going to come and sing for us some shirim from the Rav. He's going to sing some songs from the Rav of Amuna to get us into a good mood now after Tisha B'Av. Please, God, with Shabbos Nachamu and all the times are going 
ahead with, making our way towards hopefully Rosh Hashanah with Simcha and joy and and all the good things, please God, that we're praying for together. And we'd like to thank again Shlomo Zion. He should people should go to his YouTube and follow it and share his uh, posts and follow him on Twitter if you're on Twitter and all these other places where you find him, especially and obviously in his wonderful articles, which my wife and I get a lot of joy from on on an almost weekly level from Ami Magazine. And we thank the editor and all the people that have included us over the years in Ami Magazine. And we'd like, please God, to go ahead from strength to strength and please ask your question and what Messiah maybe a little song the Kovit Tishabov and we're now on the eve of Tisha B'Av. People are asking me, do we need to be sad? What are we supposed to do in these times? We need to know, you are never, ever allowed to be sad throughout your whole life. It says in the Holy Zohar that sadness is part of the evil side, the dark side, and Hashem hates it. When a person davens with us, prays with us on Tisha B'Av, knows that we sing the whole prayer. Every single day we sing the prayers. Every day from Hodu to Shmonaise takes us at least 40 minutes. Because we sing the whole davening. And also in Tisha B'Av we sing the davening. We're happy. But then you'll see us that when we sit down and say the kinos, the lamentations, we cry. When we say Tikkun Chatzot, when we, are, when we pray and we speak about the destruction of the temples, we cry. Today when I heard these terrible things on this horrible program, I cried, not because I was sad, but because I was in pain over what is happening. When we cry on Tisha B'Av, we don't cry what happened years and years ago, decades, centuries ago. We cry for what's happening today because we're in pain over the situation that Am Yisrael is in. <laughs> We pray and we cry that the light of the tzaddik, the light of Rabbi Nachman Breslev, 
shall be revealed through the whole world. There is something called private emuna, and there's something called general and public emuna. Private emuna is when you have emuna. But general emuna, public emuna, is when everyone else have emuna. And that's what we pray for, for everyone to have emuna. <laughs> I'd like to bless all of our viewers and all our listeners. May Hashem give you all complete and full faith. And happy and joy in living. And may He heal your souls. And may He heal your bodies. And those of you who need to find their soulmates will find them soon. And you shall have true shalom by true <laughs> domestic peace with your spouses. <laughs> and one also needs a lot of guilt, a lot of money. May you have a bountiness of livelihood. And true tshuva, true repenting without any difficulties and hardships. And the full and true redemption soon. Amen. Thank you very much, Rebelli. Thank you very much, Shlomi. I'm happy to meet you. Save the question for next time. For next time, okay. <laughs> An invitation to come back. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining Thank us. Please share on. Just sing a little bit, maybe. A song. Have a song yeah. for us. Something to make us happy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hashem. <laughs> Thank you, Hashem. Program over? Okay. Yes, <laughs> 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 <